there's chemistry here. Oh, <laughs> oh hey. I could be butt naked in front of like 500 people and I would be completely fine. I do wear really sexy lingerie all the time. Mm. There's always like ASMR and masturbation and nudity included though. I have a reputation of being very explorative, very free and very slutty. I love being yeah. slutty. One of my taglines is the sexquisite powerhouse. Mm -hmm. My tongue is a finger. I can do things with my tongue that I can do with my fingers. From the Naked News Studios in Toronto, Canada, you're listening to Talk Naked. And it said, never show up to a Zoom meeting from your bedroom, and here I am. Well, this isn't a regular Zoom meeting, right? We're naked for this one. art world of burlesque is one that is forever near and dear to my heart. It's what helped me express myself and explore my sexual self. Let's just say I've never been shy about sex, but mastering how to present my sexual pride and confidence was what really brought me into the woman I am today. Burlesque performers have to investigate their relationship to sex in order to blossom. And one performer I've always admired for her unapologetic approach to sex is the sensational Sweet Pea. Have a listen to this chat we did, and keep in mind, folks, we both sat for this talk naked. Welcome to the Schmooze, everyone. I'm Laura Desiree. Today, I'm delighted to be sitting with burlesque superstar and dear friend of mine, Sweet Pea. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Mm. As a world-renowned burlesque performer, I have to know, how did this all begin? You know, I didn't even know what burlesque was when I went to my first show. I wow. had friends in a writing group send me a little advertisement, and it was vintage lingerie, beautiful women, yeah. and I was just down for it. Yeah. So it only took like a moment to see Catherine Delish yes. on stage to know that that's exactly what I needed in my world. And when did you begin? Like, what were some of those first experiences like? Oh my goodness. I went to a local troops show that had started in town maybe four or five months later. And by the second show, I told the producer that I wanted to do it. Oh my goodness. And she was like, great, come back on Wednesday, which was like four days later <laughs> with an act and you can audition. So I came back, I was terrified and did it. And then she was like, great, I'll see you on Saturday. Oh, you're joking. No. This was in Minneapolis? This was in Minneapolis. Oh, that is wild. You are bold. I, I was. mean, it, that show's on stage as well, but wow. Thank you. Very commendable. Thank you're you. obviously comfortable with nudity. So, why did you choose burlesque as a way to express this? Oh, my goodness. It was just such a perfect. Uh, putting everything together, mm. where you could you could be the artist of so many things. You could create your look. You could have these little theatrical presentations. Yeah. You get to have so much commentary. Be political. Be sexy. And it's just all choice. And you get to get naked while doing it. Certainly. And you definitely hit all of those marks. I mean, your mm -hmm. your um, your repertoire really represents that. It's like something you all need to check out for sure. Thank Tell you. us about some of your career highlights. Maybe a specific show or travels or awards. Oh my goodness. I always say that my favorite place is anywhere that I haven't been yet. Mm. So the fact that I still get to travel all over the world, like being here in Toronto this weekend, yeah. is a big deal. Um, as far as awards, I guess being at the Burlesque Hall of Fame and oh, yeah. winning one of the titles, yes, I've gotten a few of them, but being the princess of burlesque is 
was a really big honor. Princess. Princess. Burlesque. Although I'm not a princess by any means. It's no. a nice title. No, she's super down to earth. Yeah. That's what we love about her. Yes. But tell us about your journey into becoming a headliner, an internationally acclaimed performer. Like, what were some of the challenges along the way? Oh, well, with getting the awards through the Burlesque Hall of Fame kind of puts you on that platform where people want to bring your spice to what mm -hmm. to their community and show you off. And so getting out about really came about coming to the different festivals and headlining for the different locations. But as far as the preparation to go all over, yeah. I think the biggest thing was actually just managing all that I had at home while I was on the road. Oh, yeah. Because I love traveling. I love meeting new people. That's not a thing. I could just do it all the time. But it's managing the shows that I run that at home, you know, the things right. that are coming six months or six weeks down the line, and the relationships. I have a spouse. I have family. Yeah, I was going to say, even just managing a life. Yes. You know, but also pursuing a career like this. It's incredible how you find that balance. I hope that you one day teach a class on that because I know I would take it. Absolutely. There's <laughs> lots of late night video calls with my boo. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah. So I know your stage persona, but how would you describe your stage persona for our audience? Oh gosh, how would you describe it? Well, sweet pea. I immediately think something darling, lovely, and... Gentle. Yes. Quite the opposite, though. But quite the opposite. <laughs> uh, I mean, one of my taglines is the sexquisite powerhouse mm -hmm. or the energizer honey. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen you do some insane drops that, you know, are, are, are chilling. They're quite chilling and they're incredible. There's something a superhero would do. Thank you. Yeah. So That's one of my goals is to be my own superhero in my life. Oh, you're my superhero already. <laughs> is there a message in your performances? I mean, they are so varied, but is there an underlying message in all of your work, let's say? I think, aside from each one being its own mini message, I think the biggest thing is to being unapologetic on stage, where I'm out there and I'm not being shy or sorry about who I am in this world and the space I'm taking up yeah. and the sexuality and sensuality that I want to display. Is that something that you experienced in your own life, unleashing that? Oh, yes. Yeah. Because I was always very... I was always very sexually or essentially aware my entire life. Yeah. And finding really appropriate spaces to have that be exercised was difficult. Yeah. So having a space like that is like a jungle gym for like, yeah, for like pussy power. Absolutely. So having that space was incredible to Work be able to do out. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what aspect of being a burlesque superstar, what aspect do you love the most? What fulfills you the most? <sighs> Gosh, aside from taking my clothes off in front of strangers? Aside from the applause that it uh, uh, gathers, yeah. Yes. The travel, the travel and the yeah. different people that I get to meet. Like every community, every fan, there's just so much to gain. Yeah. Every city I get to go uh, to. Absolutely, you have a huge network okay. now, right? Yes, it's, it is like an inter, yeah, it's an, a worldwide network. I have family or places to go no matter where I go. And it's as sacred at a little podunk bar in a small town in the middle of nowhere as it is in a historic theater with 5,000 people applauding for you. You know, one of the things that I love about you when you're on stage, you find this way to be intimate with the audience and have these special little moments, regardless of the size of the stage. How do you do that? How do you create that? Thank you. Usually one of the first things, if, as long as the act is appropriate, I yeah. walk out and I think, I want to have sex with all of you right now, or I'm yeah. going to fuck you. Yes. Yeah, and it's like that eye contact. <laughs> yes. It's something that's very carnal. I mean, when I first saw you step out on stage in Vegas, I was blown away because it was just so directed, it felt to me. It was. I know, I know it was. <laughs> Can I have the next question, please? Yes. Thank you. 
Can we talk a little bit about your contribution to burlesque outside of being a performer? You also uh, produce the Legends Showcase I at do. the Burlesque Hall of Fame. What's that all about? I do. So I have a position called the Head of Legends Matters for the Burlesque Hall of Fame and have been able to produce the Legends Night for the last seven years. Oh my goodness. It's wonderful. For those of you who don't know, the Burlesque Legends are our forebearers who have been stripping since the 30s, if they're still around, through the 70s. And so every year we have this big reunion and it's a competition and we uh, fundraise to fund a museum for the year. Yeah. Um, every night is a different show. It's competition for all of us newbies. But we have one night that celebrates our elders. Mm -hmm. And that's the Living Legends Showcase. So I have the honor of maintaining these beautiful relationships with these incredible mm. people who were rock stars of mm. their day and still are. And we bring them from their homes to Vegas. Yeah. And then we put them on stage. And they strip. They do. No, they actually do. They give you all their flavor, all the flair that they're known for. Why did this, you know, become such a big cause for you? Why does it speak to you personally to produce this show? Uh, I find the first time I saw a burlesque legend perform on stage, I went from the transformation of being like, you know, go grandma. Like, yeah. oh, you, you betcha, you go do that. To being transformed by noticing how much sex and power was contained in a wink or a shoulder roll by mm. someone who had had that power in their being for 60, 80 years. Yeah. That was so much more than me dropping over and doing a split. You Absolutely. Know, <laughs> it's like that subtlety. Yes. And being able to care for our elders in a way where our society doesn't really like uphold folks after their, their prime time. Right. So to rewrite that, to say that people don't have an expiration date and to take people out to be able to celebrate them during their best decades yeah. and then to have the younger generation take everything that it is that they want to share is incredible. Oh I have gosh. so much gratitude for what they did to blaze the way yeah. for us to be like these naked awesome people today. Absolutely. That why wouldn't I? It's important to have that education, right? Mm -hmm. To know where your art form and your history comes from. Absolutely. Could you give us some of the names of some of the legends? Oh my gosh. Um, Camille 2000, uh, Tony Elling, who was best friends with Duke Ellington, mm -hmm. April March, the first lady of burlesque, who uh, dated a prince. <laughs> yeah, there, there's so many. Tempest Storm. Tempest Storm, Marinka, <laughs> the queen of the Amazons, De Milo. There, it just, there's a list. I mean, there's every year I almost get about 50 legends to come. Oh my gosh. And we are still getting new strippers to cut, like people that have been in retirement for 50 years that have heard about it from their friends and weren't quite sure, yeah. who are now making their their return. It's such an important mission that you're on with that show. Yes. Back to you as a performer, yes. what's the reaction that you get from the public when you tell people that you're a professional showgirl? Let's say outside of the burlesque sphere. Sure, uh, most of the time it's they're, they're interested. They mm. want to hear all about it. And yeah. usually with what you're, you know, you kind of gauge your audience. So it's it's about what's appropriate to tell an audience. Absolutely. Like sometimes when I say I'm a showgirl and I do burlesque, they're like, what's that? I'm like, oh, have you seen Chicago? Yeah. <laughs> have you seen the movie Burlesque? It's just like that. No, it's not. <laughs> well, yeah, there's <laughs> but, this. But I said feeding. And then, you know, you go into like, oh, well, no, it's the art of striptease. And then yeah. they want that classified a little bit more. And then explain. I'm like, have you, do you like Vegas showgirls? Do you like the big elaborate costumes and the feathers and Paint all the rhinestones? Picture. Yes. So we paint that picture, and they're so curious about it. And then you, of course, spin it into the activism, the feminism, mm -hmm. all the different ways. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you really know how to count down that list of exactly what makes a showgirl. Thank what's, you. What's the biggest misconception that the public has on someone in a career like yours? Oh, gosh. 
aside from all the stereotypical things that people think of sex workers or strippers well, about us being, you know, not brilliant, not yes. having long game plans, right? Not being family people, not being as loving and organized or family oriented as much as we are, like yeah. pervy, yeah, <laughs> and exhibitional. Absolutely, yeah. right? It's not all damaged goods. We're full spectrum strippers. Yeah. Like yeah. we are, we are a lot of things in one package. Absolutely, mm -hmm. we're all humans when it comes yeah. down to it, right? Yeah. Sometimes we compartmentalize to show a certain thing on stage and I think the longer you do it the more you're just like you know what fuck it here I am and you may have it all and you're welcome that's what it takes to open that vein right mm -hmm. just to really give it to them all give it let's talk about social media here for a minute how do you utilize it to enhance your career and your opportunities oh sometimes I feel kind of like a grandma dinosaur with this oh, I, know. I know it's like oh because if you didn't tweet about it did it really happen that, but that's how the, the world we're in now that's right how that's it's how it's working works. yeah so for me it's really interesting I come I'm like I'm an exhibitionist yeah but I'm actually a huge introvert Really? Yes. So you have a private life that you take care of that you yes. don't like do not seek out being uh, that showy. Oh no no no. I was like I would just say that I refuel by being solitary. Oh, that is so important. So in in a lot of the times where it's like I'm doing these beautiful things but I'm so in the moment that I have to actually retrain myself to be like not only is this good for me if I share this part of myself with others, this is something that makes me a little bit more accessible and transparent to That's the outer important. community too. Cuz I want everybody to see that I'm that strong powerhouse stripper on stage. Absolutely. But I also want to see people uh, have people see me playing with my dog. You know, playing in the garden, yeah, working out at the gym, yeah. yeah, doing whatever. Yeah, you're a real person. Do you engage with fans online at all? Yes. Like, do you answer DMs all the time? Yeah, all the time. Do you look at dick pics when they get sent? Yes, I do. I do. I totally do. And I usually critique them. Yeah, I know. Me too. I'll like, can I get an opinion on this? Or I'll send it back with like a little face and stuff. Like I'll squiggle on it. No, you will not. Uh -huh. I or put like so it's like that. a screaming penis head. You're just like ah, right back. So you just doodle back uh -huh. on it. That is smart. I, yep. Uh, you're gonna get a lot of dick pics now. People want that art. Oh, you know, I will do it with. Yes, you have to. You have to give me a gift first. You don't do that oh, sort of yeah. thing without proper tithing. No, 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 no. You lay it out for them. That's right. Okay. Well, like I said, you're probably gonna get a lot of inquiries still. Absolutely. You are an intensely sexually charged human being when you're on stage. Let's say, especially that's the number one thing that stands out in your performances mm -hmm. for me. Does this carry over into your real life, more specifically in the bedroom? Oh, absolutely. You approach it with that ferocity? Uh, well, it's, again, full spectrum. Yeah. So sometimes it's like the elegant fan dance where it's like mm. loving and cuddling and so, yeah. yes, it's so nurturing. opulent and nurturing and succulent. And then sometimes it's whips and chains and, yeah, biting and smacking and all sorts of fun. So you're all of those? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's a whole lot of woman. Man, flip it too. It's like top, bottom, soft, hard. Like, variety totally. is the spice of life. Oh, I love it. How do you use your sexual confidence and body pride to advance your career? Uh, I think that the more that we become, like that we take up agency uh, and, and pride in our own body, it, it forms the way that we take up space in the world. Wow. So uh, me being more comfortable in the years of being a professional naked person has given me such a confidence that I feel like it's allowed me to feel, like I said, the superhero, like I want to yeah. be my own superhero, but yeah. being being a performer, a naked performer, has allowed me to have, I don't you, you can't help for it to not inform your life and to have such a confidence that radiates everywhere. Um, wow. I don't know what else to say about it. It's like, yes, it's made me into a badass. I practice being yeah. confident and naked and sexy and I can't help but to engage in any other situation that might be intimidating, whether it's speaking at our capital in front of city council. Oh my gosh. Or having a big meeting, whatever it is that I take all of that, that training with yeah. me. 
and infuse it into my oh, life. Oh, please write a book. I am going to. It's going to be called Rags to Rhinestones. Oh, wow. She has the name. <laughs> I do. Don't take it. She's already shot the cover, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm so in love. Sweet Pea, what are your long-term hopes and dreams? Oh, my goodness. Well, I've got some, I mean, long game. Of course, I want to own venues. I want to own I want to own a strip club that's like old-school burlesque that mm. has like a kink dungeon and all sorts oh, of fun. My. You know, I do the whole gamut, so yeah. it's really fun to, like, to have like a one-stop shop. Um, but there's just lots. Like, I, I want to own spaces that yeah. you can make people feel better about themselves. And continue producing, I'm And continue sure. producing, absolutely. It's like, not only do I have shows coming up and I'm gonna continue to travel, um, talking about like social media in the digital age, I've actually got some really incredible projects coming up where I'm <gasps> teaming up I know, it's gonna be secrets. I'm just gonna give you like super teaser. Yeah. But teaming up on a project with uh, my very good friend and also international superstar, Sydney Devereaux, oh, wow. and international porn star, Stoya. Oh my goodness. Yes. Put those cooks in the kitchen, mm -hmm. huh? It's gonna be good. No kidding. Yes. Oh, well, we're gonna be staying tuned for that. I hope so. It has been such a treat having you in today. Thank and you. I'm sure everyone's dying to know how they can keep in touch with you. Where can we find you online? Oh, thank you. Well, obviously my website at thesweetpea.com, like the only. And then of course on uh, Twitter and Instagram, sweetpea burlesque with a K. Oh, you definitely want to keep up to date with this one. Mm. Oh, it's been such a thrill having you once again, my Thank goodness. You. I'm Laura Desiree. This has been The Schmooze. Bye-bye. There's always more to explore here on Talk Naked, so make sure you subscribe to the channel to never miss a moment.